Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you like weird and strange history as much as I do, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Jason Horton, host of Strange Year. Each episode, I break down the strange history and cultural happenings during that year, like 1977, the wow signal, 1963, three tramps theory, 1844, the Millerite movement, 1997, the Phoenix lights, 1896, the shortest war, 2004, Benjamin Kyle, 1518, the dancing plague, 1985, the move bombing, 1972, remote viewing. So to get your weekly weird history fix, pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to strange year wherever you listen to podcasts usa's diy ufo i'm rebecca lieb i'm jason horton and this is ghost town Between 1956 through 1961, during the Cold War, the U.S. Air Force was working on a flying saucer-like craft and was in research and developed at the U.S. Air Force's Aeronautical Systems Division and was contracted out to Canadian company Avro Aircraft Limited, essentially designed to shoot down Soviet bombers under the name Project 1794. Whoa. And just to preface this, this is a fail in the sense that it didn't succeed. It's not necessarily a fail because it was an embarrassment mm-hmm. or it was a huge misstep. It's just like many things, things that didn't come to fruition like they hoped, but that doesn't mean they aren't interesting, especially when in discussion of the UFOs, the Cold War, the United States wanting a advantage. Yeah in any way that they can and how maybe these UFOs possibly kind of were in the crosshairs of other people seeing UFOs. Mm. So a little bit of that because we're in that time. Yeah, definitely. We're in that. In that 50s, early 60s. People don't know what they're seeing up there. Now, if you haven't heard about this, even though the information has been out there for a little while, It was only declassified in June 2001, and the National Declassification Center, National Archives, approved them for public consumption in 2012. So this is relatively new information. There's really cool schematics. It's a lot of photos. There's a lot of graphs. There's a lot of um, charts and, and, and such that kind of illustrate what it might do. I think there's some video that kind of shows really what actually ended up happening with it. Okay. But essentially it just did not 
come to be. And really nothing to do with like, we need a, sp- a spaceship to find aliens. No, they were like, we're just going to use this. People are already seeing stuff already. We're just going to pop this in the mix and see if we can get some Russian spies. Strategically, a craft like this is a little bit different than maybe what people are used to seeing. Yeah. And we need every advantage we can get. And, you know, and kind of thinking about the w- what warfare was when we were dealing with, you know, remote viewing and ESP mm-hmm. and things that the military were like, yeah, we're going to give this a shot. Does it really work? Can you walk through walls mm-hmm. and and where where some people claim they can? They did anything to gain intelligence and advantage over the enemy. And the Cold War was at the you know at the height, height of, that. of it. Yeah, I oh. mean from from media to movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I was pretty in the eighties. I was pretty indoctrinated to hate communism. Yeah, you know. With I mean, even when we talk about socialism now, I feel like people get very oh they make that correlation. Yeah, it's it's or I think time. some people now are a little more friendly towards uh, Russia <laughs> yeah. and, and communism. And uh, like my well, my wife is uh, her family is from Moscow and Kiev, mm-hmm. and she's first generation, you know, second generation Russian, and and just interesting culturally. And mm-hmm. uh, they're very very cool. Um, maybe they're spies though. Just putting that out there in oh. case they are. You're watching them. If they're KGB, you're cohabitating. Uh, with how do I the know? Enemy. How do I know? Well, I am with the enemy. I know that's. The end. Listen, if you're, okay, your your significant right. other is the enemy, okay, that's got it, that's got the it. big message Check. here. The Avro Canada VZ9 Avro car or Project 1794 got as far as the initial rounds of product development, prototypes, and they enlisted Canadian aircraft manufacturer Avro, which was doing a lot of cool stuff, but they were on their way out. They mm. were, you know kind of cool, interesting aircraft to kind of traverse different things, but they weren't doing so well. And they actually went out of business. They were in business from, I think, 19, I want to say 1947 to 1962. Mm -hmm. So part of what they wanted to use is this thing called the Konada effect, which I didn't Mm -hmm. know what that was. I don't know either. Well, here's the, here's the, definition and then I'll tell you what I think it is. It's okay. a phenomenon which a jet flow attaches itself to a nearby surface and remains attached even when the surface curves away from the initial jet direction, even if the surface is curved away from the initial direction, the jet tends to remain attached. If you took a theoretically took a leaf blower, okay, and then took a I would say a ping pong ball and put it above the leaf blower blowing up and the ball staying in the air, mm-hmm. or if you were laying down and yeah. blowing, and then you know something that of a weight that could you can keep it kind of totally sus- yeah extended. Yeah. That that is from what I gather is the Konata effect, and that's that what they sense. wanted to use to get this flying saucer. Oh, that would be such a large gust of like whatever. Wind. When you watch a lot of you know science fiction, it mm-hmm. seems like there's just a lot of push down, mm-hmm. and, and with regular aircraft, but it seems like that thing where it's like things are pushing down away from a hard surface, or mm-hmm. and you know going against gravity and using that to propel you up. Yeah, it was supposed to. Uh, the saucer was supposed to reach a top speed uh, between Mach three and Mach four, very fast. Okay. And a maximum range with allowances of about a thousand nautical miles, That's which is pretty far. Okay, yeah, okay. It was I mean, pretty far. I don't know how they would accomplish that given the way that they were going to propel this thing. But again, if great. they followed through okay. and was successful with it, it would spin through the Earth's stratosphere at an average top speed of about twenty six hundred miles an hour. 
was designed to take off and land vertically, which is the VTOL, which is mentioned a lot on here, is mm-hmm. the vertical landing, using propulsion jets to control and stabilize the aircraft. The range of 1,000 nautical miles seemed limited in comparison to the other specifications. But if you were to take this in New York, it could have you in Miami within about 24 minutes. Cool. All right. But you need to get to Miami quicker than that. Uh, hello. You have South Beach Pitbulls uh, there. There's money. Uh, Mr. Worldwide's there. I know. Got, concert, please. Yeah. I need my Cuban sandwich and my Pitbull. Yeah. I need. I need in 23 minutes. So yeah. come on, NASA. Come on now. The document also hints that the product development seemed to be going better than plan- as planned. They were just like, hey, everybody, this is going. It's actually going too well. We're like too ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. And it had superior performance to the estimated start of contract negotiations. So when the, things were negotiating, they're like, I don't know how to tell you this, but this is going too good. Really well. Do you want to win the Cold War too fast? Yeah. Then this is it. We're ahead of schedule, which is a great, which is always really good news. So give us more money? I don't know. But did it fail? Yes. (laughs) It did. The cost of continuing the prototype was estimated at $3,168,000,000. Now, I don't want you to translate what you think that in today's dollars because you're going to say like 60 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to live that down. Uh, you're going to think it's $4 million. Listen, I just, I just, when it comes to relics and money conversions, I'm not your go-to. Okay. I'm not, when it comes to, um, fun quips and talking about my dating life, I'm your go-to. No, we're not nobody, going to that now. Nobody, nope. <laughs> it's not going to help project 1794. Right. That would cost today close to $30 million uh-huh. and too much for something that's not, although I'm sure money is spent. Mm-hmm. And spent and researched and things that don't come to be for anything, anything that is made, whether you're a musician or you make movies or products mm-hmm. or you make dinner and you're like, this dinner stinks. I'm going to throw it out and start over again. That happens. The problem with the flying saucer developed under the same programs, so they mm-hmm. made a couple of attempts. Yeah. They didn't get anywhere near 100,000 feet in altitude more like five or six feet. It's just oh. kind of hovering above, <laughs> uh, like a ho- like it's like a, a science fair project. It's like yeah, it's like a hovercraft over land. Great. They're and like a thousand feet. How about five? Huh? So they finally gave up on it in 1960. And I was looking on Reddit because I know you need a, you need a little conspiracy, right? Yeah, I need my Reddit fix. So Malviato says Project 1794. Anagram for 1947, <gasps> the year the Roswell crash happened. Whoa. I mean, it's also very close to my old address, 1755 Wilton Place. What, what does it mean? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. I, I remember that place and nothing. Trust me. <laughs> but what is interesting about 1947 is John Carver Meadows Frost known as Jack Frost. He's a British aircraft designer, and he joined Avro in 1947. He seems to be the initial architect handling these things. So was the 1947 where this really began? 1794 to kind of, I don't know, throw people off the scent? Mm -hmm. Or they were just like, let's just call it that. And maybe if people were like, I saw things in 1947 – Maybe we're seeing the initial stages of prototypes. I mean, who, who's to say? I don't know. I don't know. So from Hackaday.com. Uh, Hackaday. Which we always go to. It's, it's Which we all know and trust. Yeah, yeah. They have some pretty interesting testimonials and information. Hiru Dania says, I've always thought there might have been an American conspiracy behind that. 
The Arrow flew just after Sputnik. The Americans set up NASA and needed a shitload, cursing because I'm just quoting, Um, of aeronautical engineers. Then Arrow gets canceled, the Americans pressuring allies not to buy it, by the way. And the very day of the cancellation, American recruiters for NASA and the U.S. aerospace companies happened to set up in a hotel in Malton to take advantage of the laid-off Avro engineers. Okay. Conspiracy who knows, but convenient for the American space program. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I want to thank Wired, The Black Vault, Popular Mechanics, and Hackaday. Now, there is a conspiracy that patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Oh. That has maybe more UFO based bonus episodes. Yeah. Is directly tied in Uh-oh. to this. So if you want to sol- you want to put the piece together, yeah. if you want to if you, you want to open con- your storage unit, you want to like connect the dots. Connecting. Yeah. Check and, that out because there's early access, no ads. Yeah, there's all sorts of bonus stuff. episodes. If you want a tarot read? Yeah, hit me up. Yeah, and if you want a tarot read and and, and a tarot read, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, not tarot read. If you want tarot, if you want tarot read, read, you're in the wrong place. Or are um, you? <laughs> or, I'll look I into it know. if you Is want. Paradise? I don't know. We don't know, but if you want a tarot read, let Rebecca know. Yeah, contact her on Instagram. At Rebecca Lieb. Let her know you're a patron so she can get fast-tracked in there. That's right. It's only Patreon people now. Uh, I don't have time to willy-nilly do reads, so only our VIPs. Yeah, which uh, Barrett Brown, Brandon. Brandon Gaddis. Definitely Chris Witt. Yeah, so our mayors. Our mayors are all over it. Do you want to be a mayor too? Yeah. Maybe there's room for you. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. This is going to be politics right now is Uh is not something you want to mess with. That's right. Do you love true crime, history, and mysterious happenings? Every week on The Cult of Domesticity, a guest and I discuss a different historical happening, a true crime story, or whatever strikes our fancy. Join me, Courtney, every Thursday to hear some fascinating tales from some fascinating people wherever you listen to podcasts. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.